0: Hello and welcome back to Between the Notes, a motif music podcast recorded at the parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we are sitting down with local group The Warped. We want to thank the parlor for hosting as well as our other sponsors, R1 Entertainment and the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden. We'll get started today by enjoying a performance from our guests before we sit down with them to discuss their experiences with the local music scene. So sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show.
1: on the internet. We're called The Warped. We're a band from Nashua, New Hampshire. That first song we played, it's called Get Bent. Should be out soon. This next one we're going to play is a single we put out about two months ago. It's called Float. And it sounds like this. small little tour, we went all over the place. It was a lot of fun, and we learned a lot. And we haven't done a ton of shows since, so it's cool to be on a stage again. It's been a little bit. This next one we're gonna do, it's another one we already have out. This one is the last song on an EP that we released back in, was it June now? second while i tune but yeah this one's called hazel eyes we're on instagram and facebook and all those fun places where you can find us and listen to our music also on spotify itunes everywhere music on YouTube for we do and this next one. we do this one's called hazel eyes Say for sure when I first heard and adored voice in this head. Of for you. So once again, you can find that one on the was the last song in the EP we put out in June. We've been a band for about a year now. That's Martin on vocals. I'm Gabe, James, and Danny in the back. That is true. You should hear this one pretty soon as well. This one is called Candy Cane ET.
2: Start home. Thank you.
1: How much time we got? One more? We got got one more. Unfortunately though, as you might have noticed, my guitar was a little out of tune on that last one, and I apologize. But if you like what you hear through the detuned guitar, You'd probably like it even more when we drop that song. So stay tuned and pay attention, because we'll put it out. And we promise we'll make sure all the guitars are tuned on the recording. This next one we're gonna play is another new one. It's called When She's Down.
3: notes with Motif Mag here at the parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. My name is Jack Downey. I am the host this evening. Joining me tonight are New Hampshire-based band, The Warped, who just put on a kick-ass performance for us all. Uh, If you want, you can check that out later. But for now, let us do the interview. So I know you guys uh, introduced yourselves during the show, but would you mind uh, saying your names again for the interview?
1: Of course. Uh, I'm Martin I'm 19 years old, and my favorite color is green. I'm Danny. I'm also 19, and my favorite color is
3: purple. I'm James, and I have an alcohol addiction. <laughs> <laughs> now my favorite color, favorite color is green. I'm Gabe. I'm 22, and my favorite color is also green. It's a good color, guys. Green is a good color. That's actually my favorite, too, so...
1: It's a Purple's
3: thing. the outlier, but uh, I do like green, and uh, that's crazy uh, that you guys are actually, except for Gabe, you guys are younger than me. I'm 21, so interesting. Oh, we are babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's pretty cool. Um, so you know, I was I was really enjoying your set. Uh, all, all the songs it. sounded great, uh, particularly with the new ones. I really like those. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to talking about those in a moment. But uh, who would you say your influences are? Because I was hearing some post-hardcore. I was hearing some emo. I was hearing some jangle pop, like mm-hmm. all across the indie rock board. So who, who would you say has influenced you the most?
1: Well, for me personally, I, there's a lot of bands I like. There's a, actually probably my biggest influence is a band from, they're based out of Boston. They don't do a ton anymore, but uh, they're called Colbus the Creature. Their drummer is currently the drummer in Future Teens, who's oh, okay. kind of like an indie pop type thing. Yeah. And uh, they put out a record, it's on SoundCloud only and i happened to see them live many years ago i was like i want to do that uh, i'm a big fan of Wunderbar out of boston as well mm-hmm. i really like the pixies a uh, big fan of the foo fighters there's a new band called the driver era that i like a lot i'm a huge fan of the cure and joy division what about you guys you guys have anything to add yeah our really our inspirations really come up from all over the place it's hard to pick one favorite band is like one month we're playing one band the next we're playing a whole other band and um on the record that we're making we have all kinds of different sounds so it's not you're going to hear more than just the same sound over and over again yeah for sure for sure and yeah post hardcore it's funny that you mentioned that because I me and my good pal James over here we used to play in a post hardcore band not too long ago so
3: uh, what was that what was that band we were called Take 1 oh right Okay, that's cool. Yeah, post-hardcore is an underrated genre. Agreed. For sure. Um, but yeah, shout out uh, to The Cure and Joy Division, because oh yeah, those are two sure. of my favorite bands, absolutely. So Greatest. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, and you mentioned earlier that you've only been a band for a year or so mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, so how did, how did that come about? Uh, how did you guys form?
1: So back back in 2015, I was 12 years old. And James was 10. And we started playing music together. And we were not very good at all. And we continued to be very not good for a very long time. And we were at a band called Hangman's Job. And after several years of being not very good, Gabe joined us in that endeavor. And we were not very good, but three people instead of two people. And we did that for a while. And then right around the time the pa- the pandemic hit, we were like, well, this is not really working. Like, we suck. So we kind of just scrapped everything. We're like, let's square run. We're going to start. At the time, we were without a drummer. So the idea was, let's make music that doesn't need a drummer. We'll make stuff. We'll use samples, drum machines. We'll make it work like that. So that's how we started recording and writing. And we started that around the summer of 2020. We did that for a while. And then we actually, we weren't planning on releasing anything for much longer, but we put a clip of a demo on TikTok. And that, I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was huge for us. Like, it had a, a, more plays than anything we'd ever done had gotten. And we were like, whoa, let's put this song out. So we put the song out, and ironically, that's the, the punkiest, most, like, least drum machine using song that we had so we're like oh well we do need to get a drummer so we did uh next up we had this ep that we put together and mind you all these were new songs we had a whole set of songs that we wrote in the summer none of them had been released yet and we we wrote that the concept for that was me and james happened to be going to texas because he's from texas and we were visiting his family and in the airbnb that we were staying we just recorded like most of it And that was kind of the concept for it. So that's how we recorded that. And then I just met him at a show, and we ended up jamming. He ended up coming up on stage and playing drums for a Nirvana cover. It was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. I was like, yo, this kid could play drums. That's really cool. And I remember afterwards, I think I sent you a message on Instagram. I was like, yo, dude, you want to, like, play in my band? And you were like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And then, yeah, so we started doing stuff so really like we've been a band for a little over a year but we haven't this lineup like hasn't didn't solidify until like june of this year so we started recording our record over the summer and then released that or released a single off that record's not out yet and then we did a small tour around from where we live in new hampshire all the way out to virginia and now we're here on this podcast
3: well, that's quite a story, honestly. I wasn't expecting that, but I appreciate <laughs> it. So thank you. Uh I will agree it is very hard to find uh good drummers that really fit the band cuz usually uh they're in like three other bands at the same time. That's me. That's that's the common joke. Yeah.
1: As a drummer, I can confirm.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, that's I, I ended up teach myself how to play drums in my garage and uh just so I wouldn't have to go and look for people. So
1: I think that's kind of uh, what happened with us too actually.
3: But there there are a few things that I wanted to follow up from that story there. Uh, mm-hmm. one being the tour that you went on. So you said you went all the way down to Virginia. So how how did you do that being such uh, a new lineup? How how how'd you
1: Perseverance. Ha-
3: <laughs> there there you go. <laughs>
1: um being very okay with playing to very empty halls and running on very little money, I think is how we managed it. Yeah, we if you, if you had enough to pay for gas, that was all we needed. Yeah, pretty much. That that was the goal was really like if we can get to the next spot then we'll be fine, and we didn't we didn't make money, but we didn't lose money, and that's the goal at this point <laughs> in time is to be able to do it. And yeah, it was really just we just emailed people, messaged people. He actually did. James, you want to share anything because you did a lot of the planning for it?
3: Yeah, it's not actually super exciting. I just used Facebook. Like, I found a lot of like show trade offers. I was like, oh, I can give you a show in New Hampshire if you let me play in Virginia. So,
1: yeah, that I mean. Th- <laughs> That's pretty much how it happened. It was, it was quite an adventure. Uh, we just took a, a van, minivan at that. We loaded all our gear and all our luggage in it, and you know, we just started driving. That's pretty much it.
3: And how many, how many states did you guys play in?
1: We didn't play in a ton. How many states did we play in? Four? It was only four. It felt like a lot more than that, but it was only four. But we played in New Hampshire, Connecticut, Delaware. And uh, Virginia. And they were all really fun. We met, made some new connections, met a lot of cool people, and generally just had a really fun time. We got to have a band trip to the art museums in Washington, D.C., which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, that is really cool. That's, that's, you know, a lot of bands, I think, just go from state to state to state, and they don't really take the time to really appreciate where they are. Which, granted, maybe they don't have the time yeah. <laughs> to do that, but that's still pretty cool. But uh, that's, it's interesting that you made the jump all the way from Connecticut to Delaware because I know a lot of bands uh, that I talk to and m- myself included usually try to fill like we, state to state to state in, in order. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I think sometimes complicates the process because sometimes you don't find shows in those states in the time period that you've selected. So and that, that was the exact this, problem this, we ran into. This might, be, this might be the way to do it. Uh, if, you're, if you're a musician, maybe just don't play that state and go on to the next one. That's the lesson you should learn here.
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> we knew that. That's totally <laughs> what we were thinking. Wasn't at all just because we couldn't find anybody else who wanted to host. Take what you could, just take what you can get. That was pretty much it. That was, Yeah, that was the It was like, okay, well, we have friends here and we have friends here. We'll message these people, we'll message these people, we'll find, we'll get in this Facebook group, message these people, and we just ended up with what we got. Basically what happened was, we got a show in Virginia, and then needed a a way to get out to Virginia. So that's how we ended up looking for the shows. And we had the experience a week before that, the uh, band that I play drums in called Sauce on the Side, we did a full tour from New Hampshire to Utah, which is very far. (laughs) And with that... We kind of had the experience of when you go from East Coast all the way almost to the West Coast, like, that you learn a lot about the whole process. So going from then New Hampshire only to Virginia was like, oh, this is nothing. Like, Wait, we only stay on this road for like 200 miles instead of like 500 miles? Oh, it's crazy.
3: That's certainly interesting. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of local bands that go that far, so that's, uh, that's it's, certainly... It's just
1: stupidity, really. <laughs>
3: But, you know, and also uh, from your origin story, uh, obviously we should address The Elephant in the Room, which is the new record that you guys have been recording. So what can you tell people about that record that you haven't said already? It comes from
1: a lot of different influences and a lot of different times. I wouldn't classify it as a breakup record because that's really cliche. But there are those themes in it. It's very... I, I grew up going to shows in Boston. I live right outside of Boston, and I I went to a lot of those, like, a lot of the indie bands that were coming up, like, And the Kids, uh, Walter, etc. Like, a lot of the bands from that generation, the, like, 2012-ish, like, indie rock scene, that was, like, I worshipped that as a kid. I thought they were, like, on the same level as, like, Chili Peppers and all those bands. Like, I was, like, these are gods. So that's, like... A big thing, at least for me, from the writing, has always been like that was that was the North Star of like the sounds that I would work on came from learning from how those bands did it. But honestly, I feel like we all have pretty unique things that we draw. Do you guys have anything to add? You guys are so shy.
3: (laughs) It's gonna be awesome.
1: (laughs) Aw. Yeah.
3: Well, you heard it here first folks, the new record is going to be awesome. So, stick around for that. But I will agree with you that I would say indie bands from 2008 to 2014, that, that was like a small golden era of 100%. indie rock. 100%. And it a lot of them crazy are crazy good stuff.
1: Our little pocket of the universe, like a lot of those bands are from New England, and that's that's cool. A lot of I don't, like the way I always describe it is like most people don't realize that it was a scene because it was only a scene for like 5 minutes before all those bands like became national acts. But like the Wonder Years and the kids, all those bands, same, we'd play little shows around. And I got to see like two of them. And those two shows like made the rest of my life.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's how it happens, right? It's just like that one moment is like just completely changes the trajectory that you were originally going in. 100%. Um, So I was looking too at the beginning, uh, before the interview started, uh, at the drum kit here. And I saw you have Animal in the front, which is interesting, because I was going to say, you drum, you're crazy on the drums, man. You were you were overpowering everything from the mm-hmm. audience, in a good way. And um, I, I was also, I wanted to ask you about your uh, crash cymbal there, uh, which has a lot of uh, ridges on it. Did you do that, or did you buy it like that? It's actually just, we were playing Frisbee with it, and we just, <laughs> we dropped it so many times, that it just ended up looking like that, and we think it looks cool, so... It does, and it sounds cool, too, honestly. It's got that really rough sound to it, which not a lot of people utilize, you know? There's actually... Uh, I, I, I had a two-piece band with my brother for a while during the pandemic called Sun Mask. It was like this shoegazy noise thing, but he beat the cymbal so hard with a stick because it was this really cheap cymbal I ordered online, and he beat it so hard that it literally ended up being, like, concave. Like, he almost indented it entirely, and it sounded awful, but it also sounded really great so I've done that. yeah I've done that's that. so I I just wanted to indicate my appreciation for the the craft here. Exactly. How many snare drums have you broken, Martin?
1: This year or of all time? Both. For this year, eight. <laughs>
3: <time>. Not impressive. <laughs> impressive.
1: Expensive.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um so how because I, you were saying that you know you only played two shows in New England on your tour, but how how often do you play in New England? Would you say?
1: How many shows have we played total? It's not a lot. We played our first. So, uh, my best pal Danny here, he sings and plays bass in a band called Townsend out of Salem, and they're kind of like the like head honchos of that little scene in our area. They play pretty big shows, and when he joined the band, we just ended up being like, hey. We're going to open up for them now. So our first couple shows were, I think our first two shows were both, or well, actually, we did two acoustic shows in New Jersey. Because another funny story, James actually is from and technically still lives in New Jersey. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, We played in Salem twice, and those were really fun shows. And then we played in Milford and Nashua. So we've only played in New... New England, like a handful of times so far. We'll be doing a lot more than that. When this record starts, we're gonna, we'll probably put out a single this coming month in December. And then we're hoping for February, like February ish, March ish, for the album drop. And when that comes out, we'll be playing anywhere you can get us, really. Like, if we gotta, if you can let, if someone tells us, like, hey, come play, we'll come play.
3: James, where do you not live?
1: It's a good question.
3: I live everywhere. Good to know. But you heard it here, folks. Possibly first, uh, you're gonna get a new single from the Warped this month, and you're gonna hear the album in two or three months after after now. So stick around for that. Are you releasing the album independently or th- or through anybody?
1: Independently. Or? Yes, we. Uh, basically, you could call it DIY, but you could also just call it for lack of an alternative. <laughs> we kind of do everything ourselves, we do all the recording, all the mixing, all the mastering, and really all of it uh, comes down to us, which is why it takes us so very long, because we want it to sound good, and we only have so much to do it with.
3: No, I, I totally respect it, honestly. I appreciate so it. So, It's it's always cool when bands just say, hey, you know what, let's just put it out, you know? Why, why try to take the time to, to f- fish around with labels? Just put it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause at the end of the day sometimes that's the best method because yeah. if people want it like it's probably wise not to deliberate and instead to just give the people what they want you know yeah
1: and i think seeing how it's our first full length release it would be maybe unwise to be trying to fish around for labels that might be a little bit too big for our britches so far we'll we'll drive across the country for a show that's fine but maybe like talking to people might be a little bit too much for us
3: <laughs> yeah it's hard to talk to people agreed but uh, I have a few questions left uh, before mm-hmm. this interview concludes. Um, where can people find your music? Uh, and uh, what, what platforms should people follow you on on social media? So we got an, a very
1: active Instagram, a fairly active Facebook, a not-so-active-at-all Twitter, and a fairly active YouTube, I'd say. And you can find us anywhere you listen to music. Like We're on pretty much everything we're on. Spotify, Apple music, iTunes, YouTube is Amazon music still a thing? I think if it's still a thing, we're on there and um, yeah, we got music every song that we have out has a music video. So if you're into music videos, we do all that ourselves for the most part with some help from our friends back home and uh, those are all on our YouTube channel. we got some live performances on there as well and our Instagram is probably the best way if you'd like to keep up actively with what we're doing we post on there often and yeah at the warped band. Yes, that yeah, at the warped band. That's the tag.
3: Cool. Uh I think I already follow you guys, so but you should too if you don't already.
1: We'd we'd very much appreciate it.
3: And I guess my last question is and I don't know if there's any sort of story associated with this, but considering what I've heard so far, there probably is. Uh where where does the name The Warped come from? Cuz when I first saw that name uh f- assigned to today, I was like Oh, that sounds kind of like, like a 2000s metal band, almost. Like, this is someone really? playing Warped Tour. Oh, so I see. That's, that was the vibe that I got. So I was mm-hmm. honestly, when I came here and I heard your music, I was like, oh, that's, you know, that kind of threw me for a loop. So mm-hmm. uh, where does, does the name have any sort of special meaning? Uh, where does it come from?
1: So our old name was Hangman's Job, and that was taken from the movie The Crow. Because when I was 13 and James was 11, we were like, this movie's awesome. And in the movie, the guy's in a band called Hangman's Joke. And we were like, oh, let's just change it to Job. And we kept that for a while, but our sound was just kind of like garage rock. So we were like, everyone thinks we're a metal band? (laughs) So it's funny that you mentioned that, (laughs) because we actually were like, we need a band that's definitely not metal. And we were thinking about it. We were like, a lot of bands from that era have very, like, the Arctic Monkeys, the Warped, like, that could, like, kind of like, I create an association, the Strokes, the Warped, like, I think that's kind of what we were going for. We narrowed it down to two names. I'm not going to give the other name in case we ever use it. I don't want you stealing it. but <laughs> And we actually just ended up asking a bunch of our friends, like, which of these do you like more? And I remember, your dad, and I'll never forget it because I very much think it's really funny. He thought, why would you call it the Warped when you could call it the Warp? And I, I don't know why <laughs> he thinks that. I, I just thought it was like, well, I feel like it's kind of hard to tell what someone's saying if they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in the warp. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we ended up with The Warped, and then we drew up a logo that kind of looked... We were like, let's get, like, a 70s banner logo that looks, like, cool and old-timey.
3: No, that's... that's uh, there was, see, there was definitely more to that than I thought I would get, so... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, there's a punk vibe to it, too, so I wouldn't say it's entirely metal, and I'd say uh, you guys do have a punk-esque sound in 100%. some of your songs, so... I, I, I would say it works. It's all on you. Dude. I would say it works. But uh, h- how much time do I have left? We all set? All right, great. Uh, that's great because I'm out of questions, actually. <laughs> so, uh, you've been listening to Between the Notes with Motif Mag, listening and watching in this case. My name is Jack Downey. Uh, here with me today have Thank been you, the Jack. Warped. Thank you for being here. Uh, you guys put on a great set. And if you want to see that set, as I mentioned earlier, you can watch this video on Facebook later. Uh, this interview will also be on Spotify at some point. If you want to listen at your own leisure, it is. Uh, yes. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, they get put up on Spotify. Uh, I think about a week after they're they're done. I'm sure you guys will probably get some kind of notification about it uh, afterwards. But awesome. If <laughs> hey, not, and I find cool. it first, I'll let you know. But uh, good luck. Uh, safe trip back to New Hampshire tonight. Thank you. Uh, if you liked what you saw and heard, not only follow the Warped, but also follow Motif Mag. On Instagram and Facebook, follow The Parlor, who have been gracious enough to lend us this space on Tuesdays. It is a very cool space. And uh, so give them a follow. Stay tuned every Tuesday for a new episode of Between the Notes. And leave a comment about what you think about my new haircut, because I looked way shaggier last week, and I feel much more confident about my appearance this week. So please. I have
1: no comparison, but I think it looks good.
3: Thank you. Please give some praise about that. So thank you. Uh, Have a good night, and stay around for next week.
0: This has been Motifs Between the Notes. We would like to take a moment to once more thank the sponsors for this episode, The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, and the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden. And thank you for listening.